God bless you. It's so good to be back again with you today. Thank you so much for coming. We realize that it's not always possible to go to a service somewhere and to fellowship with other people there. So we bring the service to you, wherever you are. We hope you'll be encouraged today as you discover God's peace and His promises for your life. Would you open in your Bibles to the book of Psalms and Psalm 40, verse 5. That's where we're going to start today. That's where we're going to be, and we'll also show those verses right up here for you, just to make it easier for you to follow along. I'd like to talk to you today about what I call the wonders of God. People today are overwhelmed with problems they're facing in life. Their schedules are packed. Their work is demanding. They have relationships with other people that they're trying to maintain. Financial problems, medical problems, that email inbox monster that just won't go away. Have you noticed there seems to be fewer times in life when you're not wrestling with one problem or another? There's hardly any time to rest between the problems. Even when you finally get the chance to rest your body, your mind is still working on all those things that you're juggling. It seems you never really get to the place where everything is done and nothing else is demanding your attention. It's easy to think that you just need to up the level of your determination to try to finally get that to-do list done. <laughs> oh, but most of the time you're going to lose that battle. I'm just telling you from my own experience. But if you were to step back away from details a bit, you'd start seeing the bigger picture in life. You'd see that all those so-called urgent things that demand your attention are really distracting you from the one thing that you really should be doing, and that's seeking God. And don't forget the importance of taking the time to thank Him for the things He's already done in your life. Those storms and waves that are tossing you around in life have hijacked your focus from where it should be. You need to bring every day, every moment, as the scripture says, every thought captive to Jesus Christ, captive to your Creator. He's the one that orders each heartbeat. He's the one that grants each breath that we breathe. When it gets right down to the bottom line, the total purpose of life is to know Him and to make Him known. When you set some time aside to think on how wise He is, how powerful He is, when you consider how much He loves you and cares for you, when you take the time to remember the things that He's done for you and the times He's answered your prayers, you're thinking on the wonders of God. And thinking on His works and wonders gives you an unshakable confidence to face the trials that may come your way today. When you lift your head up off of your own problems and you look up to God and you see He sees that you're thinking about Him, He sees that you're remembering His faithful provisions and protections, then that inspires Him to take care of you and to start looking out for you in a new increased way. You're thinking on the trials from times gone by when he's seen his child 
turning to their own strength and trusting in themselves instead, and then He stepped in and rescued you. If you remember that and return to thank Him, He's going to honor that faith and go to work on those trials that you're facing today. You see, these things start to fall into place. Those urgent items somehow become not so urgent. It's almost as if He's asking you, what took you so long to come to me? He's saying, I've been waiting for you. What's just happened? What changed? You lifted your head from the things below and you put your eyes on the things above. You've clocked out of the world's routine and now you're taking a much needed vacation. You're going to be resting in God's care. You're going to be exploring the wonders of God. You're not focused on you anymore. Your eyes are on God. Now let's look at what it says in our scriptures today. Psalm 45 says, O oh my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all of your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them all. Let's talk about what that passage means. It's saying that the things that He's done for you are far more than you can imagine. That means that God's been watching over you every moment of every day, even when you didn't know it. He's not only brought you out of the trials you were facing, He's even saved you from the disasters you weren't even aware of. When you think of the wonders of God, a certain peace flows over your heart. All those worries take the nearest exit because the light of the Creator has entered the room. When you consider the goodness of God, you're praising Him. Your heart is praising Him. You're worshiping Him in what John 4 calls spirit and in truth. Your remembrance and testimony of His goodness is bringing Him praise. Nothing shrinks those problems down to size, like considering and thinking on the wonders of God. The one who spoke heaven and earth into existence certainly has the power to be taking care of the trials you're going through. And as you think on the things that He's done, His power, His might, His infinite wisdom, and the love and the care that He has for you, those other things that you're facing just seem to fade into insignificance. I remember many years ago, when I was a much younger man, I was an amateur astronomer, had this very large telescope. I studied the wonders of the heaven all night long. Looking all night through that huge telescope, I had to stand on a chair to even go, uh, be able to see through the eyepiece. That's how big it was. All night long, I would study the stars, the planets in our solar system, and galaxies unimaginably far away. It was all so vast that the mind could not even imagine its end. I liked the thought of looking up, lifting my eyes off of the things of the world, and putting them on the things that the book of Psalms in Psalm 19 speaks of. It says, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows His handiwork. It's amazing the scale of the things that He's created. For example, just a little bit of science, because those of you who know me know I'm kind of a technical guy. Our Earth is one of several planets orbiting around our sun. And our sun is just an average-sized star. And yet that sun 
is roughly one million times larger than the whole Earth we live on. And our sun is just one star in a community of stars called a galaxy. Now consider this. We know that there's roughly 800 billion such stars in our own galaxy. And scientists estimate that there's at least as many galaxies in the known universe as there are stars in our own galaxy. So it's reasonable to think that there are 800 billion times 800 billion stars just in what we know of the universe. And even with all of our technological knowledge today, we still haven't seen the end of it all. When I look up and see how vast the power and understanding of Almighty God is, those trials I face suddenly seem unworthy of comparison. The testimony of God is considering the work of His hands. The infinite astonishment at His wonders just leaves you awestruck. It emboldens you, it seems like, to expect miracles in life. You see, Miracles aren't so rare. We're surrounded by them. Now consider the miracle of how God changes the heart of a person. A person who comes to Him. I remember when our daughters were growing up that I prayed that they would not find any guy in life that was even half as bad as I was. Oh, I was a mess. I don't know how my mother was able to put up with me as a young boy. I gave her so much trouble. I suspect that there's other problem kids out there as well. Probably not your kids. But I did hear the story about a man the other day who was driving home from work. And he was driving down the street and he saw a sign along the side of the road. Sign said, watch for children. As he passed by it, he thought to himself, now that sounds like a fair trade. But here's the key. When you take the time to consider the wonders of God, things start getting better. Throughout the Bible, we're reminded and encouraged to praise the Lord. It's the natural response from a heart that understands both who we are and who He is. As the Bible in Psalms 8, verse 3 and 4 says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have set in place. What is mankind that you're mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. It just seems like they're so insignificant compared to you, God. Why do you love us so much? But that's the heart of the Creator who's watching over you. Now, our praise and adoration is certainly something that God deserves. We were designed to notice, to think on, and to be in awe of the things that God shows us. And when we see the wonderful things that He does, our hearts are moved to amazement. And He's glorified. But there's also something else that happens as we consider His wonders. You see, we were designed to praise our Creator. Now notice, I didn't say that we were programmed to praise God. That wouldn't be real praise. We'd just be doing what we were programmed to do. We wouldn't have a choice in it all. But we're not programmed 
to give God praise. Rather, we were designed to be able to praise God when we recognize that He's working there. That means that we're given the intelligence to see what His hand has done, to see when something amazing is happening. And then that would inspire us to praise Him from a true heart, really feeling that praise. In that way, it's a true response. It's real. It's not programmed. We see God doing something amazing and we're moved by His wisdom and by His power and by His love. And then our heart overflows with praise for who He is and what He's done. There's a place in our lives that's designed to be filled with praise for our Creator. And when we don't allow ourselves the time to consider God's wonders, we feel empty in that place. We feel like we're on our own as we face our problems, and it's up to us to fight our own battles. Without His wonders to offset our trials, we become feared with, uh, filled with fear. It becomes easy to lose hope when things don't go as planned. Depression can easily set in. But when the wonders of God fill our memory, the bad things don't stand a chance. Every dark cloud is chased away by the overwhelming light of His glory. You see, we ourselves have that void in our lives that can only be filled by Him. We were designed to praise. We were designed to observe the wonders of God and to give Him thanks in return. The Bible speaks throughout its pages about praising God. The book of Psalms is largely a book of praises. And even the prophecies mentioned in it are about praise of who He is. And as we're inspired and awed by the wonders we see God do, our hearts are moved and lifted up to praise Him. There's something about praising God, our Creator, our loving Heavenly Father, that just feels right inside. We're confirming with the witness of the rightness or the righteousness of His ways, the justness or the justice of His decisions, and the goodness of His mercy. When we recognize His wonders like this, our hearts themselves become immersed in faith in God. You don't have to try to work up faith and try to say words just right or be in a certain prayer position or a certain posture. You don't have to work yourself up emotionally to convince God to give you things. I'll tell you something, my brother and sister, and listen very closely. Faith comes by being in the presence of God. When you're in His presence, all your needs are met. When you're in His presence, He sees that you are depending on Him. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. If you're waiting on prayers to be answered in ways that you have imagined, you're not waiting on God. If you have designed the way that you think God should answer your prayer, you're not waiting on God. Why don't instead you just bring it to God and leave it in His hands and let Him answer it in what He knows will be the best way possible. If you, if you consider His wonders like we're talking about today, like I said, your hearts will become immersed in this faith. 
and in His presence, giving Him praise. He is inspired to answer and take care of your every need. I said your every need, not your every want. So if you're asking God to give you that winning lottery ticket, you don't understand what's really valuable in life. You're asking Him for things that are only temporary. Why not instead ask Him for the things that are permanent and lasting in the heavens? Ask Him for wisdom. Ask Him for love in your heart. Ask Him that you can be merciful. Ask Him that you can be a humble man, a humble woman that is faithful to Him and that always seeks Him. Ask Him that you can be a person devoted to Him. When you do these things and you're in His presence praising Him for what He's done, you become immersed in that faith and it's easy at that time to trust Him to do the miracle you need. In that moment, we understand just how much He sees us as beloved children. And the things we realize then become the things that we utilize down the road when future trials come our way. We recall His faithfulness in past prayers and we learn to rest in His care for future needs and trials that we'll be facing. What I'm saying is this. Considering the wonders of God and praising Him for them produces strength in your own heart. Those things that would have worried us before are now left in His capable hands while we go happily about life. When's the last time you were going happily about life instead of rushing to and fro trying to do all these urgent things? Now you may be in a situation where it looks like all hope is gone. Things are completely outside your ability to do anything. You're feeling all hope is lost, but listen to what I'm saying. All hope is not lost. It's right where you left it, at the throne of God. When you took your eyes off the wonders of God and put them on your own strength, on your own wisdom, on your own plans, you left your hope right there at the throne of God. But the good news is, is you can go back pick that hope up again and continue to consider the wonders of God. Think on His power. Consider His wisdom. Remember His faithfulness. Recall those times that He's rescued you from other trials that you were facing. And as you consider the wonders of God, a beautiful thing starts to happen. The burden of your own heart brothers and sisters. The burden of your own heart starts feeling lighter. Hope begins rising. The light begins to break through those clouds. Before long, that worried look on your face has turned into a smile. Those memories of God's goodness multiply and are overflowing your heart now. You're back in the place you need to be. You're focused again on the true and the living God who loves you, where somehow you just know that everything is going to turn out good. It's not that physical situation has changed. It's nothing that you yourself have fixed. No, it's the presence of God. Now the Bible says in Psalm 22 verse 3 that God inhabits the praises of His people. When you're considering the wonders of God, your heart is moved to praise Him. You're worshiping Him in spirit and truth 
and God is dwelling in those praises right there with you. So what about you? Are you living a life captivated by the wonders of God? Are you always amazed at what God is doing? Are you always focused on the things that you don't have? Are you always too busy facing the new problems to return to thank Him for solving the old problems? Do you look at the amazing work that He's done and does that give you a smile in the trial? Or do you quickly turn your attention to the things that you're facing now and check that list of what He's just answered off of your list and then focus on what you still don't have? If you're doing that, why don't you lift your head up instead? Look to where the Son of God, Jesus Christ, is seated at the right hand of the Father. And He's always there making intercession for you and for me. You are well cared for. This is what I'm saying. You have the Creator of the universe as your guard, your guide, your God. You're in good hands. When you consider the wonders of God, you see what He's like. You understand the things that are on his heart, the things that he thinks about. You understand how he feels about you. You begin to understand his heart. You see how much he loves people. Some people just have the wrong idea about God. They think of him as some strict judge watching over their every move, just waiting for them to do something wrong so that he can smash them like a bug or punish them in some way. But that's not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible, the one true God who made all things, is a God who cares about you. He doesn't want you to perish. He wants you to live. He doesn't want to tear you down. He wants to build you up. He's the creator of all things. He's not into dem demolition. He's in the construction business. When you give your life to Him, He'll make something beautiful out of it. It doesn't matter who you are, or where you came from. It doesn't matter what you've done or what your past was like. Listen to me. It doesn't matter what your past was like. No matter how bad it was, He wants to give you a new life. He's fixing the brokenness in your life. He's making everything new. You're going to be a new creature when you give your life to Him. You don't have to deserve it. In fact, that's why He took your sins on Himself at the cross. He knows you could not make it on your own. So He did the things that you could never do. He gave you the righteousness you didn't have. You see, it's not about what you've done. It's about who He is. And the Bible says that God is love. Now, maybe you say, well, listen, this sounds good, but I think it's too late for me. It's... I, I had a chance many years ago, and I should have followed him, but now I'm just stuck in this rut, and this is who I am, and I've blown it. I, I missed my chance. You know, God's not that way. God will hear you when you turn to him, no matter how many times you've walked away. No, many, no matter how many times you've taken the other path, he will listen and hear you and rescue you as soon as you call on Him. I like the way modern-day GPS works. You put it in your car. Maybe it's on your smartphone. But if you go down the street 
and the smartphone says, turn left at the next traffic light, and you don't turn left, you just go through that, that smartphone doesn't condemn you. It doesn't say, I thought I told you to turn left. You're not following my instructions. Snap out of it. Pay attention. I'm trying to tell you how to get to where you told me you wanted to go. That's not the way the phone works. What happens? You go through that light you should have turned at, and after a while, that smartphone says, okay, then turn left at the next traffic light. And it's trying to tell you how to get back on the path. But maybe you've got different plans in mind, and you go past it, and you just keep ignoring it, and all of a sudden, you're miles away from where you want it to be. You haven't paid attention to anything it's been telling you. And now you're out in the middle of nowhere. And all, all resemblance of a map is, is not there. It's, it's lost. And what are you going to do? How are you going to get back on track? Well, that's the way God is. He doesn't care about how many lights you've missed, how many turns you've missed. When you call out to Him, He will recalculate a new path for you to take that will get you to where you wanted to go, even from where you are today. God is always forgiving. He's always merciful. As long as there's breath in your body, you can say, God, have mercy on me, the sinner. I do want to know you. I do want to know the wonderful promises that you have for me in life. God, if it's not too late, will you take my life and turn it into something beautiful? And God will do exactly that. He will take you. He will rescue you. He'll plot a trip from where you are and take you all the way back to where you need to be just like nothing ever went wrong because that's the way God is. That's the love He has for you. That's how much He cares for you. He's looking for every opportunity to forgive you, for every opportunity to come into your life and turn it into something beautiful. It hurts Him when He sees you do the things that hurt you because He loves you. And he doesn't want you to go through all of this pain because you made a wrong move. But so many times in life, we do make the wrong decisions. And God's looking and he's waiting and he's listening for us to call out to him for that time in which we say, God, okay, I give up. I need help. Will you help me now? And God will say, absolutely, I will help you now. I love you. I care for you. I want you to be in my kingdom with me. I will take your life and lead you to where you need to be. Don't worry about it, my son, my daughter. From now on, your life is in my hands. If you haven't given your life to him, that's what's available to you. The Bible says that anyone who comes to him, he will not cast out in the book of John. It says that all who believe on His Son, Jesus the Messiah, will be given everlasting life. That's the greatest gift for the simplest act. That's the heart of God. It's a heart of mercy. It's a heart of forgiveness. It's a heart of love. And that is the greatest wonder of God. The universe is impressive, but the greatest wonder of God 
is how much he loves us. That the creator of the universe would desire to call you his child. That he would cover you in his protection and his love. That he would love you unconditionally. You can come just as you are. Even with all that baggage and all that guilt of the past. And he'll still welcome you. And he'll fix those things that you couldn't fix. He'll change your heart. He'll give you a new mind. He'll fill you with his peace and his hope. His desire to be your heavenly father is the greatest wonder of all. Now we've been talking about the wonders of God, but let me ask you a question. Do you wonder about God? Do you wonder why you're here? Do you wonder why, what your life is all about? Do you wonder about your purpose in life? You're here for a reason. Make no mistake, you have a purpose, a lofty and noble plan for your existence, a plan that God Himself has prepared exactly specifically for you. It's a plan that's unimaginably greater than anything you could ever plan for yourself. The Bible says that God is not far from each of us if our hearts desire to seek Him. He says in the book of Jeremiah the prophet, You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Here's what I'm saying. If you'll focus on the wonders of God instead upon the situation that you're going through, God will take care of those trials. You put Him first. He'll work it out in His timing and in His perfect way. You don't have to worry about what His plan is. All you have to know is those trials and those problems are going to go away. Keep focused on the wonders of God and let the glory of God fill your life. Let Him show Himself strong in those battles you're facing. When you give your cares to the Lord, when you view that situation in all of His glorious light, all those anxieties will begin to melt away. Just remember this one thing. The battle is not yours. It's His. He'll give you the victory. When He's the Lord of your life, nothing will be impossible for you because nothing is impossible with God. We want to give you an opportunity to believe in Jesus as the Messiah and Lord and to receive God's peace in your life. You can be saved and given everlasting life in heaven by simply believing that God sent His one and only Son into the world to save us from judgment. You can pray something like this. God, I want to know You and I want to have real peace in life. I believe on your Son, Jesus Christ, as Lord. Please forgive all my sins. I give my life to you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, God heard you. And He's already started working in your life. Over time, you're going to begin to see the wonderful changes He's making in your heart. Get in a good Bible-based church. Learn about Him and His Word. Talk to Him every day in prayer. He's going to do amazing things in your life. 